Namaskar. Hello and welcome to P Guru's channel. I'm your host, Sri Ayer. The man you've been waiting to hear for a long time, Elmer Ewan. I finally caught him and I told him he has to spend a few minutes talking about what is happening in China, in Shanghai, and as well as what he is seeing in the, the ongoing Russia-Ukraine conflict. So let us hear from the man, Elmer Yuan. Elmer, Namaskar, and welcome to you. How are you, sir? Thank you for inviting me. Thank you very much. I've been awfully busy on uh, little things, but, but uh, still it has to be done. You know, like uh, I'm in US for so long, need a new driver's license, otherwise I get arrested. Yes, 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 yes. So uh, Elmer is now trying to get himself a driver's license. Good luck, my friend. You, I, did, do you have to take driver's lessons also or uh, just take uh, the test? No, I, I have a lot of license from different parts of the world. But uh, and since I cannot go back to Hong Kong, I cannot renew my old license. Now right. I have to take a new one so that I won't be arrested. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. Good, good, good. So, viewers, we are going to talk with Elmer today about the ongoing situation inside China and also a few other topics because you need to listen to this along with what you heard in the morning with Professor M.D. Nalapat. And I think th this is my attempt to try to give you a 360-degree view. You had an Indian view, a Russia field view, and here we have a, a, a Chinese who can't go back home He's born in Shanghai. He's lived many, many years in Hong Kong. And he has seen many of these leaders from very, very close space. And yet today, uh, Elmer is not welcome inside China. That's a story for a different day. We'll talk about all that later. In fact, there are some very nice YouTube videos about Elmer's family, how some of the family is still in uh, Hong Kong and in mainland China and so on. So Elmer, let's talk about what is happening today in China. Are they out of this problem that they were having, like the lockdown that was going through its third month in Shanghai? You see the, uh, the uh, battle, there's a battle going on. And the battle is taking place in Shanghai between Xi Jinping and his opposition, uh, who oppose him to, be re uh, to continue the next term. So Shanghai is really the hub of uh, whole China. I was born in Shanghai and I've been there in Shanghai total for 15 years and Beijing for 10 years. So Shanghai is in the center of China. All the import export, this, uh, they have the biggest container port in the world, all coming through Shanghai. So in and out of China, it's, we call it entreport. And also from north to south, east to west of China, in the mainland China, Shanghai is definitely the hub. You have never seen a transport hub as big as the Hongqiao hub. If you ever go to Shanghai, it's, it's humongous, all right, where you have air, airports, you have a um, high-speed train, bullet train, you have a local train, you have a long-distance bus, you have everything in that one hub. It's called Hongqiao right in the center of Shanghai. But anyway, the, uh, what happened was the uh, Omicron uh, started from Hong Kong. And then, of course, the next big, uh, big city to be affected is Shanghai. And uh, of course, they have a, as serious as a problem as Hong Kong, but except it's about four times bigger than Hong Kong, uh, Shanghai. And those people are not, have not taken their vaccine because the Chinese vaccine does not work. So as a result, they have very serious problem. Uh, Hong Kong, at least 8,000 people died. And uh, in, in Shanghai, 
easily uh, four to five times just the population. And on top of that, they are they have less uh, uh, medical facility and they don't have the right vaccine. So easily uh, talking about 60, 70,000 people died. So very serious, but they don't report it. They do not report it. They report something like 10 people, 20 people, 100 people, all right, get infected. And uh, uh, that's the way it is. The communism means lies. Yes, everything they say, don't, don't trust anything they say. So, but anyway, Shanghai was the base, really the headquarter of Xi Jinping's opposition. All the elderly and all the Chinese influential people, people with the wealth, like Shanghai. Because great food, uh, the biggest city in China, and uh, uh, the most uh, westernized. So anyway, Shanghai shut down, huge problem. And they deliberately, they deliberately follow Xi Jinping's order and shut down the city. Means if you have a whole building, if only you have one infected, they shut down the entire building and well all the doors. You cannot go out. You cannot leave your apartment. Suddenly, total loss of freedom. And those apartments are not cheap in Shanghai. Those apartments are almost like a one or two million US dollars. So people are very wealthy. You know, Shanghai is where all the wealth is in China. Suddenly, they lost their total freedom. In the, before, in the last two years, my sister used to live there. They used to say, oh, we're okay. We know how to control the COVID. You guys don't know how to control. So because they were lying, and then they have this shutdown policy, which is very much like a, a, a swine flu. You know, they do the same to swine. So if you have a few infected, they ship you to a separate uh, building, totally uh, they call a quarantine building, so that they try to divide the infected and not, but it does not work with the uh, Omicron. Omicron spread so fast. So the bottom line is Shanghai, they deliberately shut it down. And then Xi Jinping, and when Shanghai is shut down means half of China is shut down. Half of China's economy is shut down. And instead of 10, 20 ships waiting to unload their containers, you have three, 400 ships waiting outside the Shanghai Harbor. To, to unload their ships, unload their, their containers. It's a, it's a mess, all right? And no tra truck driver wants to drive to Shanghai because they get, once you get in Shanghai, if you test positive, you have no, not even a place to stay. Those so-called quarantine quarters are not enough because Omicron, you're talking about a huge number, every day talking about 100 or 200,000 new, newly infected. How do you build any, any quarter? Uh, on any quarantine quarter for that kind of number. So it's a total mess. It's a paralyzed the entire China. So in, uh, in, in, uh, in the month of, uh, uh, they had altogether roughly two months, uh, March and April, to terrible. Uh, and uh, everybody, f now, now that uh, they have limited opening, everybody wants to leave Shanghai. Foreigners uh, could be uh, European, American, Japanese, Korean, all the big companies wants to leave. And all the people in Shanghai with, a, with wealth, a lot of people are fairly rich. They are also leaving. It's a horrible situation. My sister you know, used to love Shanghai, you know, but so she has to escape with the family to Hong Kong. Because of this, you lose freedom. You cannot even buy any vegetable, right? And foreigners are even harder because you cannot uh, bribe people to buy anything for you. But anyway, it's a disaster. 
So they deliberately shut it down. And then Xi Jinping had to concede in the Politburo meeting. He has to concede because it's so obvious. The whole country is paralyzed. So he he basically stepped back and allowed Li Keqiang to run econ run the economy, all right, and give him all some support, and also let him run so-called the foreign per, foreign uh, policy, because uh, Xi Jinping has pissed everybody off by allying with Putin. Yes. So um, we talked about touched about this a little bit in our previous conversation that Li Keqiang is taking a more active role in economics, yes. uh, economics of uh, China. My yes. more important question. Uh, Two or three episodes ago, you mentioned that the United States embassy had evacuated from Shanghai. Yes. Is the situation still the same? Because that is a very big, you know, data point. US doesn't consider it safe enough to return back. That tells to the people a lot of things. Is it still true, sir? Absolutely. Not only the United States, all the consulate are evacuating. The problem, the only you no know, Japanese, for instance, they have to take care of the Japanese. Japanese have a huge population. All the Japanese big companies are operating, so they are a little bit slow. But everybody else, all the big companies are leaving. My my sister, when she found out all the neighbors are gone, she decided to leave. So it's very very serious. Even the rich, the well-to-do Shanghainese, I would say, uh, um, if, if they are able to sell their house easily, 10, 20 percent of Shanghai people will leave because it's not tolerable. People living in suddenly civilized world. You lose your even your freedom to leave your to get out of your your own own door. That's how bad it is. So it's a it's a shock even to the Shanghainese themselves. So very serious. But anyway, Xi Jinping conceded and gave certain economic and uh, let's say some uh, foreign even dealing with foreigners uh, diplomatic uh, right uh, power to Li Keqiang. Li Keqiang is backed up by the elderly the Jiang family, uh, all the rich families, and also by the com communist league. All right. They, they, you remember in the old days, kids used to wear the red scarf. They are the young right. pioneer. As they right. grow up, they become the youth league, and eventually they become the communist league, which means they are, they are the trained bureaucrats to, uh, to run the country. So, so those people are deadly against Xi Jinping and also all the wealthy families. So they get together and force Xi Jinping to concede. So as of now, Xi Jinping on the service have conceded all right, to Li Keqiang. But in the, in the, in the underlayer, he still insists on testing every 72 hours for everybody. That is the problem. How do you do it? Now, it's, now with Omicron, you can easily find a couple of infected and then you have to shut down the building. The minute you shut down the building, that building has people working in different factories, different offices. You know, you don't know what who to shut down. So you want to run some factory, like the Tesla, you want to, to continue running, but you cannot run it if you cannot have a free, totally free area. People can go to work, people can ship goods and ship out and ship in goods. So it's really, I would say Shanghai is running at about maybe one third the capacity at the most, one third. Now, um, so Shanghai is definitely a challenge now. But, you know, if you look at the main numbers in terms of exports and so on and so forth, China is claiming there is an uptick. How do yes. we attribute that uptick? We discussed this problem. You see, oh, everybody, just went to, everybody wants to leave China. 
but their money is in China. They don't allow you to change money to foreign currency. So the people who has factories, all right, who has a production capability, they will ship all their goods without payment to, let's say, United States or to Canada or to England without payment. Ship there first. And then they will sell and later on the, the money will stay outside China. This is why suddenly the only way, the only way to have your money leave, leave China. And I have a business friend in uh, London. What he does is uh, he's involved with this dollar store dollar store. So he has a lot of RMB, but no US dollars. So in Shanghai, they go all over China, use RMB to buy up all the leftover from the factory, cheap stuff, anything, you know, under way under a dollar. So they go out and ship these containers to Canada, to London, to USA. That's why these dollar stores are real bargains. They, they, they pay in RMB, they sold them in, United, in US dollars or foreign currency. And then they make a lot of money also in, for, in, in currency exchange. It's a huge money. If you go to a dollar, dollar store, I'm sure you know, they are worth buying because they, are, they may be worth more than a dollar. And yes, so they, understood. They don't care. As long as they can get their money out, they can exit out, they will do it. This is a huge business with dollar stores. <laughs> Wonderful. We will keep that in mind, Elmer. Viewers, if you happen to be close to a dollar store, you may want to go check it out. Uh, you may have some great bargains. Now, Elmer, something interesting is happening in the last few weeks. Uh, nobody can really figure out the ground situation in the Ukraine war. But if you look at Russia, the ruble is actually rising and it has risen beyond the level where it was in February. How do you attribute the rise in ruble? I mean, what do you attribute the rise in ruble to? You see, ruble used to be a free currency. You know, whether we like it or not, it is free. You know, it used to market value. the exchange rate yeah. used to be at market value. But now it's no longer. It's like the Chinese RMB. They control. Suddenly it's not no longer a hard currency, it becomes a soft currency, which means the Russian government control both the supply and the demand of the ruble. Not so difficult. Demand they force you guys to pay that everybody who buys oil, you must pay in ruble. So right, they know exactly what demand is. You, you place an order for oil or natural gas, you have to exchange. So they, they control, they know exactly how much uh, foreign currency is coming in. And they also know exactly the demand for, 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 uh, uh, demand for foreign currency. So they fix their own rate, very much like China. If China, China's RMB becomes market rate, it's at least one US dollar to 20 or 30. Right now it's 6.5. So all these countries, you remember a long time ago, USSR, the, the Russian ruble used to be worth far more than the, than the US dollar. It's controlled currency. So, but once it's a market situation, it's different. So that has no meaning because Russia is kicked out of the SWIFT. Their currency is all exchanged in their own, within their own system. You have to go to them and then they find some way to ask you to deposit the money in certain bank account if you want to buy oil. And then they say, I give you a certain ruble, but they don't have to. And then it's a number, then you use that money to buy oil or gas. So it's a huge, totally manipulated exchange rate. It has no meaning at all. And he has to show you. The both Putin and Xi Jinping have to show the people, we are strong, our currency is strong. And this is one of the symbol of the strength of the country. 
So don't rely on that. It's no longer a freely tradable currency, the ruble, so, and of course, also the RMB. So the logical question that our viewers will ask is, what currency is Europe paying to buy oil from Russia today? Yeah, they have to go to the Russian authority, some kind of bank, and say, I want, because of the rule, I have to change my euros into rubles. And then that bank will fix it for you, say, oh, this is the rate, which is good. You know, right now the ruble is so strong, it's in their advantage to, to have a strong ruble. So you, you, it costs more euro to, for, for the same ruble. So as this is to advantage to them. And then they use that ruble, which supposedly you have, uh, you, uh, you have converted into ruble to buy the oil you want to buy. So in fact, if they make a ruble strong, they get more foreign currency that way. For instance, India, I'm sure you have to buy your ruble, your country have to buy your ruble in order to buy your oil. So this way they take advantage of it. It's no longer a, a, a freely convertible currency like before. This is only three months ago. It's uh, totally changed. So uh, I, I just want to keep it in layman terms for our viewers. See what I'm understanding and correct me if I'm wrong. So today, the price of crude from Russia has gone up for Europe because they are paying more euros to get the same quantity. Is that correct? That's correct. For oil, especially for oil. nobody buys anything from Russia. All Russia has is energy and some minerals. It has nothing. That country, but weapon maybe, huh? Weapon is another story. You guys are buying those uh, rubbish weapons. So last question for you, Elmer, and uh, you, you're a busy man. I won't take uh, too much of your time. How do you see the war going? Do you think it's going to end anytime soon? Because once summer finishes, then the Western Europe is going to have even more trouble because they'll have to buy more natural gas for heating and, and perhaps more petrol too, uh, crude too. Uh, I'm not too worried because Germany is the most problematic because they buy so much natural gas. Yeah. But then they, if they reopen their, uh, their nuclear plants, they, it's not that serious a problem. But they, sometimes we, we thought natural gas is only for heating. No, the Germans are very, very good chemists. They use the natural gas to produce petrochemical products. Uh, natural gas can produce many, many uh, petroleum products. So they are, in fact, using it as a raw material too. But they can get it elsewhere. So for heating, the coming winter, they will turn back their natural, uh, their, their nuclear plants. And uh, Europe, you know, and uh, they have, there are many shut down nuclear plants that need to be reopened. I think for security, it's more important than environmental. So uh, oil, no problem. I mean, uh, they are, uh, Biden may visit Saudi Arabia to get him to supply more oil and forgive him for the uh, uh, Khashoggi <laughs> murder. <laughs> well, your viewers, you are getting a 180 degree view opposite of what, uh, what I mean is opposite view of what you heard in the morning with Professor Nalapat. Uh, I just want to main the, make this point known because you should look at both these videos to make your own conclusions on where things are. Thank you very Agreed. much, Elmer. And uh, it was wonderful talking to you. Hopefully Thank now you. that you are in our continent, uh, we can hopefully get more of your time and uh, you. you can tell us your thoughts on all the different things happening. Hopefully your sister is safe in Hong Kong now. 
I don't know if she's going to come to US, but uh, we will find out and we'll track that too. Thank you very much. Thank you for Thank inviting you. me. Bye-bye, sir. Bye-bye. Thank you.